okay. It's more of a short um, message for pertaining to tonight in specific. Bazat Hashem tomorrow, Ben Yedder Bazat Hashem, we'll give more something more about Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Um, but tonight, there's a special night tonight because uh, those who have gone to, Yish- to our Yeshiva Rebbe Harun know that there's something called Tikkun Hatzot, which means that it's brought down the Shohan Ruch in the first Siman that a person should pray for the Beit HaMikdash at midnight. From, from, from midnight till dawn, he's able to pray for Beit HaMikdash to be rebuilt again. He feels bad that it's destroyed. It's in the Sidud, by the way. Many Sidudim still have it. It was something which was done in the, the years and years. Until recently, it was done in our old country where we came from. And when one person came back, I remember I must have been maybe 17. He came to Brooklyn from Syria and he said, he remembers when the kids, the kids were there by midnight, place was packed, jammed, there was no seats in the shoe. That was the Manhagman. That was the Manhagman. Today people still do it. In Israel, in America, other places. But it's not as in as it was those days, but it's a very important item. It's, a very, it's more important than Siliyah. Hacham Ovadiah says, Hashemah has a choice to do Tukun Hatzot or Siliyahot. He says, do Tukun Hatzot, because that's brought down in the Shohan Ruch and the Gemara. So, tonight, why am I saying it for? Because tonight, there's two parts of Tukun Hatzot. There's the heavy part, that's called Tikkun Rahel, and there's the more light part, the Tehillim, chapters of Tehillim, it's called Tikkun Le'a. You see in the Sidur, Tikkun Rahel, mm-hmm. you only say certain, you can say certain times, which means you can't say it in days when you say no. When there's no Anna, you can't say Tikkun Rahel, because it's it's a heavy, it's heavy, crawling for Beit HaMikdash. Tikkun Le'a is more Tehillim, chapters of Tehillim, that you could say, Except for Shabbat and holidays, I can't say that either. But there's a list of, of of days during the year which you can say these things. Now it's a very important item to be part of that. Now why am I saying it? Because tonight is the last time you could say Tikkun Rahel from now until after Hag Shabuot, which is two and a half months. Because Chodesh Nisan, the whole month, we have Yishem. With Yishem, no, another whole month. It's a very happy month. So you don't say Tikkun Rahel, you can sit on the floor for Hatzot Laila on midnight to cry for the Magdash on Nisan. You can see the chapter of Tehillim maybe, but you can't say the one, the second part. But you can't do the heavy crying for the temple. And also, on the next month, Iyan, which is the Omer, the Omer, we count the Omer, seven, we count seven weeks. Seven weeks till we get to the holiday of Shavuot. During the Omer, it's a very high time also. Even though we know that the students of Yaqibah passed away, so it's a certain kind of mourning, but from the Torah's point, before that came along, the Torah's point is that it's a very happy time and a high time. It's just that later on in history, something happened that we, that we, people don't take haircuts until it, but that's, 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 that came afterwards. But from the Torah's time, it was a very happy time, very high time. And that's why we don't say then either Tikkun Rahel and Tikkun Hatzot, you don't sit on the floor during the whole Omer. And then the, the, the month of Sivan, the next month, which is Shavuot, the first 12 days, there's no, uh, no, it's Yishem again. So the first day you'll be able to say it from after tonight, 
the first day to be will be saying to the Hayel Pasuk and say it is two and a half months from now. So that means that tonight is a very important night because no one knows it's going to be two and a half months from now to be. <laughs> Maybe we'll have a temple, hopefully, but right now a person is able to take part of that great thing to be one of the mourners of the Beit Hamikdash. Now it's not a small thing. We explained that in the yeshiva in Israel to the boys, those who remember. Mourning for the temple is one of the greatest things because it shows that you care about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You care about Hashem. That His Neshechinah, Hashem's presence, is in suffering. There's no Bet HaMikdash. The Gemara Berachot Dev Gimah says that every night Hashem roars like a lion and says, He says, where's my house? Where's Bet HaMikdash? Where's the temple? Where's my, where, where's my people? They're off my table. They want to exile my children. So the question is asked, of course, is raised. So, so why don't you bring them back? The answer is Hashem waits for us to come close. He waits for us to make the move so that He can come in and, and, and do it for us because there are many accusing angels in Shemaim that don't want that to happen, the great Mashiach to come. So they try to go against the Shemaim they go against and Hashem wants to answer them up but Hashem waits for us like by Yamsuf when we by the Yamsuf and we had to cross the Red Sea or at least go through it somehow and Paro was chasing Am Yisrael at the time and by the Exodus coming out of Egypt and what happened so Hashem, Moshe prays to Hashem and Hashem says to Moshe what are you praying for? Just tell him to go. So the question is asked about the commentaries. What do we just go? I have to, I have to, I have to pray. We're, we're going to go just into the water, dive into the water. And the Orah Haim says that Hashem, Hashem knows and he saw that the accusing angels were accusing Am Yisrael for also worshipping idols. So what should they be saved for? And the only way to turn the tide was to just do Mithirut Nefesh, to do, to jump in would like just jump themselves, jump inside and give the lives of Hashem. And once Hashem says, Hashem says, do that. He gave the cue to Moshe. Just tell him to go into the water. Forget about everything. Just trust, just trust in me and that greatness of trust, of of putting oneself in the line for Hashem will be strong enough that I'll be able to overpower, which means... Hashem wants just always over power, which means he wants to do it with justice. That I can answer up those accusing angels and tell them, look what they're, maybe they worship idols, but what they did right now. They're all for Hashem. And then I'll, I'll, then I'll tear the sea for Amisrael. And that's what, that's what Hashem did. That's what Hashem did. So when a person sits and cries for Hashem's Shekhinah, even if it means to sit on the floor five minutes, or for one minute even, and just think about the temple and say, oh, I wish to be a Beit HaMikdash. This person is a very special person in today's world. For within one minute, as Ramila says. Because he is sympathizing with the fact there's no Beit HaMikdash. And he's showing that it bothers him a little bit. In the beginning, he may feel it's like maybe 
not real, but eventually it seeps into a person and the person is realizing something is missing, our focal point is missing, the centerfold is missing, the temple, the Beit HaMikdash, the sacrifices, now this parasha of the weekend, we read about all the sacrifices, but where's the Mizbeah, where's the altar, where's the temple, we don't have it. So that's why it's so important to take part in that, and it says that in the time of Mashiach, later on in history, Hashem is going to announce by the name each person who cried along with him during the exile for the Beit HaMikdash and for the return of the Hashem's presence to, to Edith, Am Yisrael. It's going to be tremendous, tremendous thing for a person that he's announced that so-and-so cried these many tears with me. And unless he couldn't cry, but he, he thought about me. And that's so important. That's why tonight is a very important night, boys. If you happen to be up midnight, which many people are sometimes, I'm not saying purposely stay up, but if you happen to be up, make it your business. Open the Sidur, at least say part of Tikkun Rahel, even the first chapter, on Bavel, on the rivers of Bavel, that we, that we cried. It's one chapter in the daily, 137. And then a few, it's a page and a half, two pages, whatever it is, do what you can. And if you can't say anything, just say, Hashem, I wish... I feel big there's no temple today, and I wish your presence would come back, and I wish you built, rebuild the temple for us. Imagine you say that, it takes 10 seconds, 20 seconds, half a minute, a minute, you sit on the floor and you think about that. If someone sees you, say, what are you doing on the floor? You tell them, I'm thinking about the Beit HaMikdash. To put down the Shohan Aruch, the Halakha. So it's so important to do that tonight, because tonight, after tonight, it's a two and a half month stretch where you can't do that sit on the floor and cry for the temple. Not no more, it's too, it's too happy. So that's what capitalized, I quote special for this, that the worship capitalized on this because who knows how great this is that a person feels ashamed that he really, really cares about the Beit HaMikdash, about Hashem's presence is in exile. That's, that's, that's tonight. Tomorrow, by the way, is a very special day tomorrow because tomorrow night, for many laws is Rosh Hashanah. I'll explain that. It's a Mishnah. In Masechet Rosh Hashanah, the first page, we read that there's four beginnings of the year. Four beginnings of the year. We know, the one we know is in Tishrei, it's back in September, October. That's the one where they get judged. But for many halachot, Rosh Hodesh Nisan is the beginning of the year. It's a Mishnah, it's just open Mishnah. You just check it out, right there. And it means many laws. And really the Torah even says in Parashat Bo, which we just read this past Shabbat, on the second Sabbath Torah, that this is the first month of the year the Torah owns. It's the beginning. It's Rishon Mulachim. It's the father of all the months in Nisan. That's really, really the, the, the beginning of the month is Nisan. That's why many halachot, many, many laws, we go with Nisan as the first month. But for one thing, for the Rosh Hashanah, we say we go for the Rosh Hashanah at the beginning of the year, or we get judged. So that's why tomorrow is a type of a finishing of the year from last Nisan, last year Nisan, which means it's a very important day to finish right. Besides being Adab Rosh Chodesh, we know every Adab Rosh Chodesh, the day before Rosh Chodesh, it's called Yom Kippur Katan, which also we do in the yeshiva, those who remember back in Levaron, 
Yom Kippur Katan. It's a mini Yom Kippur, which means every month, when you finish the month, you take an inventory and see where you're holding. How was this past month? How was the past month? Spiritually. How was my praying? How was my minyan? How was my setting aside time to learn? How was my being nice to people? Everything. How am I honoring my parents? All these things. You make an inventory check before Rosh Chodesh comes in. As a matter of fact, even this month, Rabbi Kanevsky put out a letter to fast tomorrow. Those who can, because of the situation. He wrote a letter, I saw a letter. But still, it's, it means it's more, it's, it's a day of Teshuvah. It's a day of repentance tomorrow. Tomorrow is a special day. It's called Yom, Yom Kippur Katan. It's brought down in the Mishnah. brought down in the Mishnah Barah. In Siman 417, So before he writes it straight out, it's called Yom Kippur Katan. And he says, it, even said, he said, this is what he writes. Even someone who's not fasting should see to, see to make Teshuvah because it's considered the last day of the month and you want to rectify the previous month with the last day the same way you do the last day of the year before Rosh Hashanah comes. You rectify the whole previous year. And Friday also, the Mishnah says, you're rectifying the whole week. So, again, tomorrow night is going to be a new start, a new special start of Hodesh Nisan, which is which Hashem's explanation. I hope tomorrow to get back on that tomorrow, bring in the deficit of Shem. But for now, understand tomorrow is an important day. A person should try to make the best of tomorrow, to finish the month off in the right way, Hodesh Adar, a beautiful month, to finish it right, so that he'll be able to take in the heavy month of Nisan, which is tremendous. And when you end the month well, you go into the next one the same same way, good, just keep continuing your way. Because the Rosh is a very special time, we you know, and we'll talk about them as I should want, as I should help. So for now, as I should the two messages. Number one, tonight, the Kulha thought, very important that you can do it. Very, very important. It shows Hashem that we're really serious about Him. And number two, number two is tomorrow to make this, make sure the prayers are done right. Setting aside your time to learn, you know everything right. Try the best you can, whatever you can do tomorrow to make the month finish. Some say even learn some Pirkei Avot tomorrow. Rabbi Hayyim writes a, a special thing. We'll not do the Pirkei Avot. He says tomorrow, it's like he did the Homish Neot. Special to do some Mishneot, the Avot chapters of the fathers. Some nice Musan over there. And finish the month in a proper footing so that you'll be able to take on, as I sham, the new year for many halachot, which is Hodesh Nisan, which starts tomorrow, as I sham. So, as I sham for now, I wish everybody a, a good night and a good ending of Hodesh Adar. I wish we to be starting with tomorrow, as I sham, as I a new, new month of Nisan. Chodesh HaGeulah, the month of redemption, which will be Zohim, to great things coming up as Hashem. Amen.